The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a boy who was a Hasidic boy who went to the Belzi Yeshiva in Israel. In Yerushalayim, there's a humongous, gorgeous building called Belz. And the Hasidim, a group of Hasidim called Belz, if you have a sword, it's magnificent, looks like a Beit HaMikdash, almost like. And this boy went as a student to the Yeshiva. The problem is this student was completely not appropriate for the yeshiva. And within weeks, the only thing the student could, the only approach that the yeshiva could take was to kick the student out of the yeshiva. So now there's an administrator who's not a teacher at all. There's an administrator who has, who says there's a boy who's going to be on the street. So I can't let this boy be on the street. He tells the boy, you move in to my house. So here's a boy who's kicked out of the school. An administrator, someone who deals with the finances, I believe, invites the boy to his house. This rabbi's there was Rabbi Shaul Nachman. That's his name. And Rabbi Shaul Nachman had the boy in his house for a few months. Ultimately, the boy was really very challenged, but he would come home every night to this family's house and eventually moved back to Canada where the boy ultimately lived. The boy ultimately moved back to Canada. And that's the last the family heard of the boy. Three months ago, or a few, maybe a few weeks ago, this Rabbi Shaul Nachman passed away on a Friday, on a Saturday night. On Tuesday, his family gets a phone call. Is this the Nachman house? Yes. Who is it? He says, he says, he identifies himself. I am that boy who used to be in the house. They said, why are you calling? He says, because I missed Rav Shaul's call this Friday. He says, what are you talking about? He says, Rav Shaul calls me every single Friday since I left this house. Every single Friday. And he says, let me tell you this short story. He says, I really went off the path. I was dating a non-Jewish girl. And I separated from that non-Jewish girl. And through a local Chabad, I found a Jewish girl. And I'm engaged to get married. And I wanted to call Rav Shaul to tell him that I'm engaged and I'm going to get married to a Jewish girl. He says, I missed his call. Is everything okay? They said, the truth is, we're sorry to tell you he passed away. Here's a man who has a boy that he has no responsibility to. But the best way into someone's heart is with a smile. And the best way is through reaching out. In fact, I'll tell you one more story. I'm sorry, I'll give you a bunch of examples. I'll tell you one more story. We work with Kesha, which is works with boys and girls in the community after they graduate high school. We had a phenomenal event last Wednesday night with maybe 500 girls from all different backgrounds. The community was phenomenal. But I had, we meet with the boys and the girls separately when they graduate high school. Last year, I met with a boy, group of boys. Everyone was excited. One boy, everyone was laughing at me. This boy, you have no shot. The kid said to me, Rabbi, you think I'm coming to some Torah class? High school is over. I am totally done. Like, I'm done. And like, he visibly tells his friends how he's Mechalel Shabbat. Like, I'm done. It's not my thing at all. I said, okay, I hear you. I just, could we stay close? He says, yeah, no problem. In the middle of the year, at the end of the first semester, I call him up and I say, just how'd you do? Let's say his name is Freddie. How'd you do, Freddie? Good. How is you? What's your GPA? This is my GPA. Phenomenal. How you doing? How's your parents? Are you working? What are you doing? The whole thing. He says, he says, great. He's telling me the whole thing. This is my issue, but it's not doing good. And then about to hang up, he says, Rabbi, don't you, you have a class, right? So I ignore him purposely. And I keep talking about the things going on. Inside. He says, Rabbi, don't you have a class? I said, yeah, I have a class, but I didn't call for that at all. He says, because I'd like to come. I said, you come, the other 20 boys in the class are going to fall off their chair. 
And sure enough, the next week he showed up. Had I called him up and said, do you believe it, Freddie? Six months, you haven't gone to one class. You think that would have been effective? That when you see the people even doing something not so right, defend them, be there for them, smile at them, lift them up. Because the best way to make people change is not by putting them down. It's by changing and empowering them and changing their standard. And by doing that, you lift them up. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.